Welcome to Godwell, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, Hak Jahan Moon, an anthology. Book 4, Part 1, Chapter 4, True Mother Came as the Only Begotten Daughter Heaven's Only Begotten Son and Only Begotten Daughter The history of God's providence of restoration is a sorrowful history. The fact that God lost Adam and Eve is something to grieve over. The problem is that this loss did not end with those two individuals alone. Losing them meant losing their clan, and this lost clan has since expanded into peoples, nations, and the world. By losing Adam and Eve, God lost all. Thus, the loss of Adam and Eve meant that God's kingdom and his sovereignty were lost. It meant the loss of God's family, God's clan, and the people for his kingdom. It meant the loss of the ideal of man and woman, the loss of God's only son and daughter. That is why the history of salvation, namely the history of the providence of restoration, is to recover one man and one woman, Adam and Eve. If Adam and Eve had not fallen but had prospered, today every single human being among the many billions of people on our planet would be registered in the heavenly kingdom. Everyone naturally would enter the heavenly kingdom as one family. Jesus' greatest teaching is that God is his Father and that he is God's only begotten Son. The expression, only begotten Son, indicates that he occupied the first love of God the Father. It means he stood in the position to receive that love. It is because Jesus stood in the position to proclaim, I am God's only begotten Son, that God had to make Christianity a worldwide religion. The term only begotten Son emphasizes God's love. The only begotten Son is the one who is connected to the fullness of God's first love for an individual. Four thousand years after the first ancestors, God's only begotten Son in all of heaven and earth was born. This was blessed news. Before that, people had no way to make a bond of connection with God-centered true love. This has been a cause of bitter sorrow in people's hearts. Now God's only begotten Son has appeared on earth. He has come as an intermediary for humankind, to dissolve that bitter sorrow. Had he not appeared, it would have been a serious situation. There can be no greater blessing than his coming. Therefore, all humankind and all of heaven and earth must be on his side, even the Creator. Anyone who blocks his way will come to ruin, while anyone who welcomes him will prosper. The appearance of the only begotten Son is a joyful day for all humanity. God sends him first because history has been led by men. Once the only begotten Son arrives, the only begotten daughter must then come. God exists as the vertical parent, centering on true love. The vertical is a single line. When it meets a horizontal line, it creates a 90-degree angle where the two lines meet. Man is positioned on a line at a 90-degree angle to the vertical. Woman is likewise positioned at a 90-degree angle, and the point where man and woman meet is at that same angle. There cannot be different angles. The only begotten Son is the first man in human history to receive God's love at a 90-degree angle. Someone must stand with him as God's only begotten daughter. The Messiah, who comes as the only begotten Son, must find the only begotten daughter. Finding her is not a casual matter. Since God created Eve from the body of Adam, when the Messiah comes into the world, he must find his Eve. 
He is the one who must recover Eve, because Eve was taken by Satan. Thus, at his return, Jesus, as God's only begotten Son, must receive God's only begotten daughter and establish a way for man and woman to meet at a 90-degree angle. Otherwise, the fundamental problems in heaven and on earth will never be solved. God has dual characteristics, and he can dwell only where the son and daughter are one. Jesus' purpose in coming again to earth is to find his bride, a woman who is centered on God's love. That woman must represent Christianity, attend the Lord as her bridegroom on the world-level stage of Christianity, and marry him. This establishes the realm of love of the bridegroom and bride. It is the beginning of a realm of love that God can finally claim. Based on the realm of the only begotten Son, God can claim the realm of the only begotten daughter. At the same time, Centering on this only begotten son and only begotten daughter, he can inaugurate the realm of love of the bridegroom and bride. For the only begotten son and the only begotten daughter, it does not matter how large their nation is, or that it has a long history or an amazing cultural background. What matters is that their standard of conjugal love is such that they unite as husband and wife centering on God. The first human beings lost this standard due to the fall. Hence, without recovering it, everything in the world is in vain. Therefore, the only begotten son and the only begotten daughter on God's side must establish the realm of conjugal love as husband and wife. Once the realm of conjugal love is secured, the realm of children's love will be established naturally. Jesus said that he was God's only begotten son and that God was his father. That claim indicates that as an individual, he had received God's first love. Although God came to have his only begotten son, Jesus, he did not yet have his only begotten daughter. Jesus was unable to find her. Thus, Jesus must return to meet God's only begotten daughter, who can totally receive God's first love. That is why the Lord, at his second advent, must celebrate the marriage supper of the Lamb. That is, he is required to marry. This man who completely receives God's first love must marry a woman who completely receives God's first love, and they must start a family together, thus restoring the positions of unfallen Adam and Eve. The Messiah comes in the position of the original and direct Son of God. With God's absolute love, he brings the seed of life. To find and raise such a son is God's primary purpose for conducting the providence of salvation throughout history. The Messiah comes to earth with nothing of earthly value. He has no nation. He has virtually nothing. He does not have a partner. Because Eve, Cain, and Abel were lost, he does not have a family. That is why, when he comes, he has to recover them all. Christianity is the bride religion and is to receive the Messiah who comes as its bridegroom. The core truth of Christianity is amazing. Jesus called himself God's only begotten son. Adam was intended to be God's only begotten son, and Eve was intended to be God's only begotten daughter. However, due to the fall, they did not become the only begotten son and daughter. Satan claimed the only begotten daughter. God's entire creation was ruined and must be regained. As God created Eve based on Adam, God must recreate Eve by the seed that he sends through the new Son of God. In the Garden of Eden, Adam was God's only begotten son, and Eve was God's only begotten daughter. 
singing together a song of spring. Brother, you are special to me, and sister, you are so beautiful. They should have grown to maturity and blossomed in the springtime of their lives. At that point, what would God have done? When they were fully in bloom, emitting their unique fragrances, God would have held a beautiful wedding to join them together. Then Adam and Eve would have realized God's supreme ideal of creation. But before this, God's only begotten son and only begotten daughter first needed time to grow until they were fully mature. Jesus called himself God's only begotten son. The only begotten son needs the only begotten daughter. Jesus was to embark on the path to save the world, but he could not do it alone. He needed to establish his family as the foundation. Jesus' purpose in claiming to be God's only begotten Son was to unite the world and reign over it. Yet before he could do so, he first had to form a family of his own. However, he could not do that in his lifetime. Therefore, in order for the Messiah to save humankind on earth, he must form a model family for others to emulate. Jesus needed to have a family before he could try to save Israel. Jesus was God's only begotten Son. I am sure that if Jesus' wedding had taken place, God would have been its officiator. The greatest purpose of God's providence of salvation is to build the family that he can love. For this purpose, Jesus, God's only begotten Son, and a specially prepared woman, God's only begotten daughter, were to grow in God's love while attending him as their father, and then receive his blessing at their marriage. In this way, they were to establish the foundation to become the true ancestors of humankind. All of this was lost and must be recovered. The title, God's Only Begotten Son, was finally fulfilled after Jesus came to earth. For the first time since Adam and Eve failed and human history was lost to Satan, God's only Son, born of his lineage, lived on earth. This was Jesus, the man who received God's love. Yet, even though Jesus emerged as God's only begotten Son, the only begotten daughter did not appear. The emergence of God's perfected, only begotten Son after 4,000 years of the history of salvation was as if God had created Adam again. In the Garden of Eden, God created Eve, modeling her after Adam. He made her based on the same principle and blueprint he employed when creating Adam so that she could be his partner. When it states in the Bible that the woman was made from Adam's rib, it means that God created her with the essence of Adam. That is why perfected Adam, God's only begotten son, can recover Eve, the one who has been lost to this day. In Jesus, God found the Adam who could establish his direct lineage of true love, but he was not yet able to find Eve. In order to find Eve, Fallen human history had to be rectified within a family, and a nation had to be engrafted with that family. Preparation for this began with Jacob, from whom emerged the twelve tribes of Israel. Based on the faith of the chosen people, their descendants expanded the scope of God's victory in the world. Over the course of two thousand years, they formed the nation of Israel and established Judaism, both of which were prepared for the coming of Jesus. Jesus called fallen human beings to become God's sons and daughters. But what was most remarkable was that he proclaimed himself God's only begotten son. In a world where humanity had been paying indemnity continually over thousands of years of history, 
This concept, God's only begotten Son, was a sensation. What Jesus had to do next was to change the human lineage by reversing the positions of Cain and Abel between himself and Judaism and between himself and the nation of Israel. However, he was not able to do that. Hence, although he recovered the title of God's only begotten son, he was not able to meet God's only begotten daughter. She had been prepared, but Jesus could not meet her without a tribal-level foundation. Beginning with Jesus' family, links connecting the individual to the family and the tribe had to be established, so that the lineage of humankind eventually could be changed. In order for Jesus to have a family foundation, he should have received his bride, the woman who came as the embodiment of the Holy Spirit. Had he received that woman who embodied the Holy Spirit, he could have worked freely on the horizontal level. However, Jesus was able to set this condition only spiritually, because his three core disciples failed to meet the standard of becoming his sons. This was Jesus' bitter sorrow. Since people on earth were not able to make an adequate indemnity condition, Jesus had to ascend to heaven prematurely. Man represents heaven, and woman represents earth. Jesus, the true father of humankind, has been in heaven. The Holy Spirit is the true mother of humankind. Therefore, the Holy Spirit must come to earth in the flesh. However, God's only begotten daughter was not able to emerge at the time of Jesus, and that will could not be fulfilled. The term Holy Spirit refers to the spiritual mother. Jesus, in unity with the Holy Spirit, multiplied spiritual children and laid the worldwide foundation that is Christianity. Yet, since this Christian foundation was laid only spiritually, it is not enough to fulfill God's will both spiritually and physically. Thus, we come to the conclusion that Jesus must return. It is inevitable, because the physical world remains imperfect. Unless the spiritual foundation of Christianity is connected to the foundation that the Lord at His second coming builds in the physical world, we cannot go beyond our current history and begin a new history, that of God's world, in the spirit and the flesh. True Mother, the Only Begotten Daughter, and the Substantial Holy Spirit Jesus, the center of Christianity, is the Bridegroom. He receives His Bride at the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. The Marriage Supper of the Lamb refers to the wedding of two human beings in the flesh, a man and a woman in the positions of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. For Christians, God is the Father, and Jesus is the Son. The Holy Spirit is the Mother Spirit. Thus, by receiving the Holy Spirit, we are reborn. We must be given rebirth by the Holy Spirit. Human beings are born through their parents' unity and love. This is natural law. Jesus is the Father. The Holy Spirit is the Mother. In other words, Jesus is the Bridegroom, and the Holy Spirit is the Bride. When the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, if your yearning heart unites with the Holy Spirit's yearning heart for Jesus, you will be enraptured. The spirit of love from the spiritual true parents, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, will then infuse you with new life. This is what Christianity calls rebirth. The kingdom of heaven is a place where men and women enter together with their families. However, when Jesus came to earth, he could not find his bride, and he died without being able to have children. Hence, to this day, he remains in paradise, where for 2,000 years he has been praying and working through the Holy Spirit. 
In the beginning, a woman first committed sin. Therefore, the Holy Spirit, a feminine spirit, must come to the world as an actual woman and cleanse that sin. This will happen when Jesus comes again to the world as the bridegroom and furnishes the new seed. Through reviving Jesus' mission, God's purpose is to build a new, God-centered world based on the lineage of the true parents of the new heaven and earth. When that world becomes manifest, we can say that God's will has been fulfilled as planned. We live in a time when women can move the world for God's providence of restoration. This indicates that the time has come when Eve can emerge to restore the world. This Eve is the embodiment of the Holy Spirit and the representative of all women on earth. She must become a true wife and a true mother. Then she must become a true queen. Therefore, she will be equipped with the qualities to become such a person. Her character will be such that she can take responsibility for all three of these roles and more. God has sought such a woman who can become a true mother, a true wife, a true queen, and more. Once God calls her, this woman should be able to reject Satan's world and march bravely forward. The Unification Church is the first parent-type religion. Religion began with the servant religion and has progressed to the adopted child religion, the stepchild religion, the son and daughter religion, and then the mother religion. God has been ever looking for the mother. God, the masculine subject partner, has had no partner. He needs a female object partner. She is his partner, and at the same time she is the queen of earth. She is the queen of the tribes and queen of the families. She stands as the grandmother of all ancestors, the mother of all humankind, the wife of God, and the daughter of God. Mother is such a woman with the value of the original true mother. She is the queen of heaven, the queen of earth, the queen of the nation, the grandmother to her ancestors, the mother of humankind, the wife of God, and the daughter of God. Mother's value is found in all of these roles. Now that the true parents have emerged on earth, Jesus is united with true father and the Holy Spirit with true mother. Jesus' mother, Mary, and John the Baptist's mother, Elizabeth, did not cooperate with each other. This was a contributing cause of Jesus' death. The nation of Israel and the leaders of Judaism should have supported Jesus, and in particular they should have found Jesus' bride. Then Jesus and his bride could have given rebirth to humankind. What could not be done in Jesus' time on the national level must be indemnified, this time on the world-level stage. It is true mother's work to reach the world level. Then the work must be expanded horizontally. That is why mother is traveling and being proclaimed throughout the world. It is because every human being must return to true mother's womb and become one with true father, like the joining of ovum and sperm, and be reborn. What is the fundamental restoration? It is giving birth again after purifying the bloodline. In short, it means rebirth. Originally, if human beings had not fallen, they would have been the sons and daughters who existed within Adam's bone marrow as seeds of life before he was married, and which then would have become one with the mother, following which children would have been born through her womb. Then they would have expanded to become a family, tribe, people, nation, and world. When the mother in substantial form appears, the condition is established that the sons and daughters 
who had spiritually gone into their father, are born again as that couple's children through the mother's womb. This is how they can cease being illegitimate children and become children of the central lineage who can enter the kingdom of heaven. That is fundamental restoration. You need to know that I must carry out fundamental restoration, not conditional restoration. What does the Lord of the Second Advent come to do on earth? Since the era of the Second Advent is the era of the standard of completion, the Lord of the Second Advent comes to find the mother of humankind. In short, he comes to find his bride. The bride that the Lord, the groom, is trying to find on this earth is not a bride from within the fallen realm. He is looking for the one who was born from an unfallen, pure lineage. Then, on what kind of foundation should the bride, that is, the mother, be born? She must be born on the foundation of the able-type mother in the fallen world. Therefore, your mother stands in the position of the fallen Eve, and the mother who comes next stands in the position of Mary in Jesus' era. And the mother who comes after that is the one who can fulfill the will of the blessing under the protection of Mary in the time of Jesus. In other words, she is a virgin who has nothing to do with the ties of sin and so can advance to the position of the mother of humankind. You should know how intense the course of restoring mother was. The history of restoring Adam was one of unending changes and innumerable struggles and bloodshed. Similarly, much sacrifice had to be made in the course of restoring mother. People who were prepared after receiving revelations thousands of years ago continued to carry the standard for mother, generation after generation, until the present age. It was like lighting a new candle with an old one, again and again. The holy flame was guarded so that it never went out, but continued to burn, candle after candle, until the last days of the world. You have no idea how much sacrifice was made in that process. What kind of process should be undergone by the person who is to become mother? The answer is not a simple one. Every condition had to be met. The conditions had to be satisfied front and back, left and right, and up and down. I did not find an established mother just because she has a pretty face. The first condition was the question of what bloodline she was born from. Whether she was born of a bloodline that can be accused by Satan or of a bloodline that can rise above his accusation, was very important. For one to become mother, three generations of her family had to live alone. Mother was an only daughter who grew up by herself without anyone's support when she was young. She was born as an only daughter in order to eliminate the bloodline of Satan. Mother's mother was an only daughter, whose mother was also an only daughter. The three generations are all involved. That is why mother had to go through the suffering of three generations. Do you think mother was well taken care of, that her diapers were changed on time, and she was fed well when her own mother and grandmother were so engrossed in their faith that they were always away? They walked the path of absolute obedience and absolute submission to God with single-hearted devotion and complete disregard for the care of their physical bodies which means that mother never knew the tender affections of the human world, but learned only about her duties and love for heaven. Father cannot marry recklessly. He must receive as his bride the daughter who has passed through the history of three generations of Eve. Mother has passed through such a history. 
Having attended the Holy Lord Church and the Inside the Womb Church, she received the blessings of the First Eve and the Second Eve. Such is the history she underwent with the support of Damonim. In accordance with the laws of restoration through indemnity, she has the responsibility to pass through such a process and thus establish the domain of victory for the coming Lord. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Tune in tomorrow for a reading of The Holy Wedding and the Path of the Bride of Heaven. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund. To donate, visit godable.org.